All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Hello and welcome to your podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you are. Uh, we hope that you enjoy this episode of the podcast. I'm going to kick this off with Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, who's going to do some of his speech inducting Gene and Paul into the Songwriting Hall of Fame. And I really enjoyed this speech, and I hope you do too. At the other end of this, we're going to start the show, and we'll be joined with Matt Porter and a motley crew of KISS fans. Enjoy. Take it away, Dave. How do legislators today are expected to rally to the aid of striking long Picture this, Springfield, Virginia, 1976, a skinny young boy with shaggy brown hair on a yellow yard sale bicycle brings home a copy of the album Destroyer, his first Kiss record. Everybody remembers their first Kiss record. And this is, this is how I remember mine. Up until that point, it had been mostly Beatles, and Carly Simon, maybe a little Phoebe Snow, <laughs> fucking 10cc. But the album cover alone was enough to make me break my old piggy bank into a thousand pieces and scrape up enough lawn mowing money to give it straight to Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. With nuclear anticipation, I let the needle drop and that legendary intro to Detroit Rock City, perhaps the greatest introduction to any rock and roll album ever recorded, filled my speakers and my imagination. 34 minutes and 27 seconds later, Kiss had filled my soul. I was now a member of the infamous Kiss Army. Before, my, before long, my room had become a fucking shrine. <laughs> Posters of these four musical monsters lined my walls, action figures filled my shelves, and Kiss albums overtook my once AM-friendly record collection. I was converted. Every morning I would wake up in my tiny bedroom and take a good look at my superheroes before walking to school. They got me through those years and ultimately inspired me to follow this unreasonable dream of becoming a professional rock and roll musician. A hundred million albums. A hundred million fucking albums. <laughs> Countless hit singles, record-breaking concert attendance. They even made fucking disco cool <laughs> with I Was Made For Loving You. Raise your hand if you can say the same thing. 
I remember the KISS radio, which they just showed on screen. I'm so happy that they actually have evidence of this fucking gene, this masterpiece of technology. I remember the KISS radio as advertised on TV. Hear all of your favorite KISS songs on your official KISS radio. I imagined that this futuristic piece of technology would be my direct link to my musical gods. So I ordered one, COD, without asking permission from my struggling school teacher mother. I'll never forget uh, the day it arrived. The mailman knocked on the door. My mother took one look at this thing and said, I didn't fucking order that. <laughs> and she sent it away. Well, 40 years later, my love of Kiss is still strong. And these days, I still spend every morning before school with Paul Stanley in the parking lot of our kids' fucking elementary school. <laughs> Chatting about Zeppelin and Electric Lady and touring and school fundraisers. So I'd say that uh, my unreasonable dream definitely came true. And I finally got my KISS radio. It's the cheapest fucking AM radio I've ever seen in my life with a KISS logo on it. Nice one, Gene. So without further ado, it is my great honor to say you wanted the best, and you got the best. The hottest band in the world, KISS. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Gene and Paul. KISS! The radio created by KISS. You've seen them, you heard them. Now, for the first time, all the sheer excitement of KISS is yours to capture with the KISS Radio. Take KISS with you. It's fun. Show your friends and be the first. Now, the KISS Radio. What? They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. All right, KISS Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Alrighty, lad. And with that familiar music, you're listening to your podcast. And I am joined by a bunch of guys who do not have their own podcast. And they're just really great KISS fans. They've been on the podcast and KISS Room Facebook page. They have been just super KISS fans. And by that I mean really nice guys. Guys that are supportive. Guys that enjoy the show. Guys that are well versed in uh, history, if you will. And I am joined by Joseph Ciambelli. How are you today, sir? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. We've also got Jason Garrow. Good afternoon. It's an honor to be here. Appreciate it. 
We also have Mark. Mark, help me with that last name. Konzorowski. It's a pleasure to be here, Ken. Pleasure to be anywhere. Mark Konzorowski. And Sean Cullen. Hi. And we are joined. Hit his theme music. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. We are playing hooky with the Wookiee, Matt Porter. What's up, friends? Hi, <laughs> Matt. It's uh, it, I, it, this was kind of a surprise. I snuck you in on the guys. They didn't know you were going to be here, Matt. And I, I thought that it would be cool for them to get a double dose of Podkiss Kiss Room goodness. So this is great fun, sure. As bundled with Podkiss. Absolutely. It's like I'm talking to two celebrities. <laughs> Ask our wives, right, Matt? <laughs> exactly. I know, it's it's Mickey and Dave on the same podcast. There you go. <laughs> I have some red miracles. Red miracles. All right! After the four-part episode of Psycho Circus, I didn't want to do anything all that serious. I just wanted to come on and have fun and talk about Kiss. So we just drafted in these four super guys, and we, we're we going to just talk kiss by gum. We're going to shock the people. Right, Tupac? We need to shock the people. So let's shock the people. So let's, let's go around the room. And first off, Matt and I want to thank you guys. Right, Matt? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's great fun. We do all these shows, and it's nice when people actually seem to listen. You know, Joe posted his picture on the cruise wearing a Kiss Room shirt. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, and you guys always share the links and comment and be part of our shows. It's really, I, I really just appreciate it. Joe's bought a shirt and a couple of them. He also sports podcast, Rock City, Podkiss, Kiss Room, and anything else, it seems. And Mark, you you have one, right? I do, I do have a Mod of Thunder shirt. Yeah, the Mod of Thunder <laughs> shirt. So there you go. Now that's really inside. You know you're a Kiss fan when you dig the Mod of Thunder shirt. And and Jason, you uh, you also have some Podkiss and Kiss Room shirts, right? I, I have a Podkiss shirt, but Father's Day is coming up, so I smell a Kiss Room shirt on my way. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. That's what we smell. And I wear it with pride. It's on my Facebook profile pic, too. I have a Podkiss shirt on. So That is so cool. It makes us happy to know that our logos are roaming the earth, right, Matt? Absolutely. Yeah, our branding. (laughs) So we're going to go around the room and kind of get to know these guys a little bit, let let them tell you their little bit of history. Jason, let's start with you first. How did you become a KISS fan? I was back in 1985. uh, I was just kind of discovering hard rock, metal, and... um, the MTV airing of Animalize Live. I recorded it on my VHS and wore the thing out. Mm-hmm. I was just, I, I was so taken with the interaction between the band and the fans and how just it was kind of tribal, or I'm not sure how to explain it, but it it just kind of hooked me. And then I think it kind of went well with my personality. I was kind of, an, I felt like an outcast at that point, being a teenager, and it gave me something to connect with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it was, history from there 
going forward. <laughs> got all their, I went and bought all of their cassette tapes and wore those out. And it was great just uh, going to the record store and collecting the music and discovering all the past and, and enjoying the present as well at that point. Now, Matt, don't you think that it's weird how many people became fans, I think, because of that animalized broadcast and animalized, you know, VHS tape? Well, it, think about that. MTV at that time, Kiss was back. You know, mm-hmm. they had the unmasking on there. And then when that was on the original edit of that being on MTV, a lot of people, I think, saw that and was like, wow, this really is cool. In a way, it was kind of like <laughs> the first time you got to see Kiss for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, me included, for sure. Yeah, and it, you know, you mentioned something about it. You you felt like the outcasting. Kiss has always been able to work that angle in a way, where they are the outcast of rock, and they found a way to overcome it. And I, something that's always kind of stuck with me. Do you do you feel that same kinship, Chase? Oh, absolutely. And I think, as they've always said, and they have I in so many of their songs, and it it's like you're singing, you're feeling this way. It's like they can relate to the to the fans that feel this certain way. And I think that they felt the same way too. Um, I know that you know, Gene and Paul, um, I read about their childhood, childhoods and how they struggled, with, especially with Gene coming over and not speaking the language. And Paul seemed to have, uh, um, to be picked on quite a bit or maybe bullied uh-huh. because of his, his uh, ear issue. And yeah, so I think they definitely uh, know how to connect with that audience. And know there's a lot of people out there that feel that way. And it was a smart, smart move. They've been making smart moves why they've been around for 40 plus years absolutely sean please introduce yourself and tell us how you became a kiss fan yes uh hi my name is uh sean kellen it was in the in the uh, sometime in the late 70s between uh, comic books which you know was natural for them with their you know their makeup and all that and everybody knows the episode of uh, three two on contact that i became ah, aware. yeah right right because right. uh, i still couldn't i still can't get that image out of my head the um the confetti which, uh, as I now know, you know, at the end of Black Diamond, and the uh, the pyrotechnician right there off the end of the end of the stage, calling all the shots and everything, uh, having to uh, have that uh, hood put over him, or he was going to be buried alive. <laughs> and all those things, I still can't uh, forget all about that. Um, but you know, the music never—it was just you just. You know, it was, but it was all about the image, and so the music kind of like well, I'm just aware of Kiss, but really it wasn't until uh, Lick It Up came out, the video, that I actually heard any of their songs. And even then, that was just because of the uh, the unmasking. Uh-huh. You know, they were always in the back of my mind um, for years. Going into uh, high school, I uh, somehow managed uh, well, it was probably just uh, somewhere on the uh, sidewalk. Uh, when I was working as a, as a sweeper, someone uh, discarded the uh, cassette single of the two new songs off of Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Uh, wow. Art and, and X and Sex. And I, and I gave those a list. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. But um, really wasn't until uh, Revenge came out. I was on my own, and I was watching a lot of MTV, and they were doing a lot of, well, MTV. And including the famous bit of Kiss uh, Kayfabe, uh, this is the uh, best album you've had since Destroyer. Uh-huh. I was talking with Ricky Rackman, I, I fell for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, at least I took it seriously, but I did go out and get the album, and I 
really enjoyed it. And that followed up with uh, things like Alive 3 and, of course, Destroyer, because it was uh, had been mentioned. And then Smashes, Thrashes, and uh, yeah, what was the other one? Oh, yes, um, that bled into about the about 94 and I was working for uh, I was working at a country radio station Mercury Records sent a free copy of uh, Kiss My Ass ah because Garth was on there precisely and <coughs> my pro- program director wanted nothing of it so he's like you want this I'm like sure and I'm glad I did because uh, one of my f- uh, one of my favorites uh, I was going to mention the favorite songs but uh, it's not really Kiss but Yoshiki's Black Diamond mm-hmm. loved it so, and then it wasn't until, and, um, oh man, it, you know, I, uh, the re, the remasters came out with the reunion, got a few of those, you know, got, got a little bit more, um, uh, familiar, but it really wasn't until the last uh, couple of years, and that was, uh, thanks to, um, another podcast uh you know the guy that, that you've met uh on the on the facebook group the podcast the 80s picture house dave and tom did a look at uh, music from the elder that inspired me to uh actually listen to the catalog and also start listening to uh, other kiss related podcasts started with uh, kst and led to you guys and then kiss room uh strange ways decibel geek pods and sods all snowballed from there so uh-huh. that's how that story ended Okay, excellent. Mr. C.M. Belly, please introduce yourself again and tell us your history, how you became a KISS fan. I am Joe Cimbelli. I have been a KISS fan since 1975. I was all 10 years old. Buddy, the guy come over. He was my comic book reading buddy. And uh, we put on KISS Live, and all of a sudden we opened up the booklet. We're looking at the gatefold. And I was booked after that. It was just insane drawings on all my folders, you know, buying all the cards, the comics. I still have my very first kiss shirt. It's got the love gun kind of standing on the platforms. Doesn't fit anymore, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> like most of my kiss shirts. Um, well, thank I, God you've got Podkiss, Kiss Room, and yeah. Podcast Rock City shirts. So there well, you the go. The thing is, with the Podcast Rock City shirt and my Kiss Room shirt, I was wearing my Kiss Room shirt uh, and on the cruise. I stood outside of the stage for the acoustic show. I got there about five and a half hours early. So I'm getting sunburned. I'm I'm flying out there. I'm dying. It's hot. I brought two bottles of water. And uh, all of a sudden, this guy came up. His name was Esteban from Spain. And he said that he loves the Keys Room. <laughs> and he, he loves the Pod Keys and the Keys Room. <laughs> And he looked at me, and I'm just, I mean, I'm turning pink. I am i am well done. And he offered me to, well, one, we had some great conversations during that time, but two, he offered me, like, SPF 50. And I slathered that on. It, 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 it kept me from having third-degree burns. I, I only settled for first-degree. Uh, I bought some I bought some Cubans while we were in uh, the Bahamas, so we're on the, the deck of the ship at the bar there. Actually, can't cat was two seats away from me there's a funny part about that cat mara um i was listening to her shout out to her she's so awesome this guy was talking with her the whole time and she had some fantastic stories so i sat there drinking a little bit of scotch smoking these cuban cigars which were not as good as i thought they were gonna be um (laughs) but my whole face i i looked like i was in the oven 
after that show. It was worth it. Uh, this year on the cruise, I will not be waiting five and a half hours looking up against the stage. Uh, that is for, you know, the uh, the true pros. I'm going to sit back in a nice chair, a little further back, and enjoy the show. Excellent. Sounds like a plan. Well, Mark Komvorosky, please introduce yourself and let us know your personal history. Uh, well, my name is Mark Konzorowski. I'm 44 years old, and 39 of those years have been spent as a KISS fan. They got me literally in kindergarten. I, I don't remember ex the exact circumstances, but one of my one or other of my little friends definitely had KISS Alive, and they had KISS Destroyer. It got me hooked. This was before the comic books, before the Mego dolls, before any of that stuff. I, I became a fan because of the pictures and the music. Well, what was it that, that really zapped you? Was there, a, you know, like, like a particular photograph that you remember or a certain oh, song? Oh, yeah, the, the cover images for sure. I mean, it's the same principle that, you know, school school book publishers use when they want to have a snappy picture on there that's going to get a kid's attention. Uh -huh. They put a dinosaur on there, and it was really the same thing. So Gene was your dinosaur. Oh, yeah, he was my devil bat bird. Devil bat bird. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the the music goes that first hooked me I was I kind of share something with you Ken we were both hooked on Parasite by the way mm, what a song and Got to Choose is my other one the woo woo woos mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big woo woo guy anything with a woo woo hooks me well as a matter of fact we should mention the woo woo thing Matt give us a woo and explain it it's kind of turned into a drinking game that when you listen to the podcast or the kiss room and you hear a woo from Matt Porter, it's <laughs> time to take a drink. Yeah, I'm going to be schnockered at the end of this episode. Well, there I, you go. I, okay, everyone drink up. Matt is profiling, styling, limousine riding Matt Porter. He is the Wookiee that schools the Wookiees. That's right. <laughs> before, we, before we go any oh. further, i got to thank you guys for sharing the links all the time. It's like, you know, it, it's fantastic. I just appreciate it so much. It's weird uh, to I always share guys links. talking back. I, I always talk to it. I talk to the podcast while at my desk. Woo. It's weird to have it talking back now and not in my own voice. So let's uh, go around the room, and, and I'm going to ask Matt this too. Matt, what is your fave Kiss album and fave Kiss song? I know it's hard to pick one like Lay's Potato Chips, but go for it. You know what? I, it's funny. I think one of the things that has made them so successful is that there's so many different albums, and you can kind of pick what you want. The album that's been cranking in my car all week has been Rock and Roll Over, and mm. I kind of go to that one a lot. I think it's... Um, it, it's the warmer weather starting to come on. You know, you turn it up loud. There's really, there's every song is great. That, and also this week, um, Paul Stanley's solo album, which Ian sent me a copy. And uh, so I had an extra copy that was in my car. I cranked that up a lot, too. I think there's something about that album. But yeah, I think this week I'm going to say it's Rock and Roll Over. Uh, I've been listening to that a lot. Excellent. Jason Garrow, what is your favorite Kiss album and Faith Kiss song, and you know, folks, we know that it changes all the time. So, this is as of today, as of this listening, this is our favorite. So, J Jason, take it away. I've got to say, Creatures of the Night, and that's uh, I'm a drummer, and I actually have been learning to play guitar for a couple of years. 
but the drums on that are just top-notch the sound and the heavy album that it is and where it where it came from if you, you had uh, the concept album and go right to this heavy metal album it just uh-huh. blew, blew me away when I, every time I listen to it I'm like man so, so I wish they had done more like that um, but uh, and my favorite song well we're back to the woo-woo because it's got to choose and uh, that basically that puts me in a great mood every time I hear it and it the, the unplugged version for me is is amazing it's a, it's shocks me no pun intended that they didn't put that on <laughs> The actual unplugged live album it came out on the box set so i thought that was one of the best songs on of unplugged but um, i'm glad it showed up eventually okay very good sean Collin, what is your fave kiss album and fave kiss song and i know that this is you know it changes from time to time so, but what is yours today i guess uh you know i had uh four listed for over different eras but really you can never uh, st- you know uh, ignore your first, and so that would that would be revenge. That's where I got on first and foremost. The runners up, as, as it were, uh, <laughs> chronologically, hotter than hell, rock and roll over, and lick it up. Good choices, right, Matt? In, ter- in terms of go-to, that's all albums. great stuff. Yeah. Well, do you have a fave song overall? Just like pick one Kiss track to just. Okay, and maybe it has to do with uh, recent discussion on KST, but uh, fits like a glove. Mm. <laughs> stands out to me because especially in that era you know when Paul was pretty much you know the uh, the cornerstone uh-huh. um, because he was you know he was the one of the two that was uh, you know taking care of the uh, kiss corp as I like to put it uh, full time and but his you know his style he is uh, he has the artist's sensibility he is meticulous and no detail is too small with him and it, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the design ethos, for lack of a better term, uh, over at Apple with Steve Jobs. He was very obsessed, you know, straight edges, round corners, you know, and, and he was obsessed with that kind of thing. Whereas Gene would be like, okay, here's this, here's this, and you know, just whip something up, like uh-huh. if you're in a hurry and you just got to whip up some leftovers for something to eat, and throws it throws it together, and boom. Occasionally, it was actually fun to listen to, and fits like a glove. It epitomizes that. Uh-huh. You know, it's like without even trying, and and it's almost you know, it's almost um, something to envy. Right. With, with with his stuff, you know, throughout the '80s. And we also want to send a shout out to KSD, right, guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> Mark Konzoroski, please pick a live track. The Oath, Fridays. Oh, nice. Nice. Hi. I'm sitting between Ralph and Millie Damiano, probably two of KISS's biggest fans. Listen, I understand that when KISS goes on tour, that you follow them across country and uh, just to see all their shows. I mean, Millie and Ralph, doesn't this really get expensive for you? Well, it is expensive, but we try to uh, save by hitchhiking. And then usually someone in the show will give us a place to crash for the night. <laughs> it is worth it, Brandis. I'd rather see Kiss every night for a month than go to one show with Sticks or ACDC. Okay, let's watch Ralph and Millie's favorite band, Kiss!
Joseph Ciambelli, what's your favorite Kiss album and favorite Kiss song? It's springtime. My favorite is Dress to Kill. Mm-hmm. And I love Ladies in Waiting. I love the rock and roll. Those first three albums just make me smile, but Ladies in Waiting is one of my favorites. That's that's mine as well right now. So, uh, what what about particular song? Is there any song that really jumps out at you? Uh, I'm dressed to kill ladies in waiting. Okay. That's, that one. You just you listen to that thing. You're like, oh, everybody's skinny. Everyone's got their real hair. It's a lot of fun. Everyone's still getting along. It's a good time. Uh-huh. Excellent. Yeah, you know. And Mark Konzorowski, what is your fave album, fave song? Right now, I'm. I've, I've, the last month or so, I've, I've been going through the Super Kiss phase. Ah. Right, right now, my favorite album is Unmasked. Nice. And uh, it's a toss-up between Torpedo Girl, Naked City, and Talk to Me. As your fave Kiss songs? As my favorite Kiss songs, apropos of the moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, overall, I mean, if, if you had to pick one song, what would it be? Again, it would go back to Parasite, Got to Choose, uh-huh. Shock Me. Excellent. Well, let's let's flip that coin over. Is there one Kiss song that you just don't dig, don't get, never did get, just don't care for, Matt? I mean, obviously, there's the easy targets like "Nothing Can Keep Me From You" and mm-hmm. or you know, that comes to mind. "Read My Body," you know, always seemed pretty <laughs> silly. Uh, I mean, obviously, everybody that listened to the last couple podcasts. I even stood up for I finally found my way back to you. So yeah. it's like, you know, obviously I like a lot of songs, but the, uh, you know, there's there's ones you don't go to as often. I think, uh, you know, uh, I just skip over them. There's a couple. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go, gosh, I am torn between Nothing Can Keep Me From You and uh, Read My Body. You you know, right there, man. Boom. That's, that's a one-two <laughs> punch. Read My Body gets a little bit of a pass, I think, just because it's so humorous to do that, like to to say those lyrics in such a goofy way. Nothing can keep me from you. That's that's got to probably be the worst. Well, it's just not a Kiss song. I right. mean, it's 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 like a Paul Stanley solo album on a right action movie soundtrack. You know, it's uh, well, you know who said that? I think somebody said that. Whether it was Julian or whether it was BJ, said it was. It was not. Uh, I don't want to miss the thing part two. Yeah, absolutely. And it, that's clearly what they're, what they're going for. And yeah. it's just like you know, really, yeah, it just doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. I think I could handle read my body a little bit more if it didn't have those sound effects. Those, you know, the tinky ting, tinky ting, tinky ting, ting. You know, it just it does not work for me. Joseph Ciambelli, a song from Kiss that you just didn't dig. When your walls come down. Ah. I, I can listen, but I prefer not to. The whole hey diddle diddle when the kid yeah. has to fiddle. It's Gosh. like, kitten's got to give him the moon. <laughs> Here, uh, kitty, like, kitty. Oh, it's, you know, I love Crazy Nights, but that's the one on there that I, I will occasionally hit the fast forward button on my phone. Or or for me, tossing and turning from Peter Solo. Um, I love Peter. But that one in concert, they were like these metal gods, and all of a sudden you're watching that concert, and then you see Gene, who's this demon, and he's singing back up to tossing and turning. Uh-huh. And my mom's like, oh, I love this. <laughs> and right there, I'm like, because oh. my mom talked to a psychologist to see if listening to Kiss was bad for me. Wait, serious? 
Are you serious yes. about this? Yeah, you gotta hear this yes. story. Yes, Woo. she just asked, asked a psychologist friend of hers if, in fact, me liking this band obsessively, and I'm still obsessive, as you guys have seen in my pictures. We hadn't um, noticed. If, if, in fact, this is bad for me. And they said, no, it's just, it's hero worship. He's fine. He's healthy. He's not killing animals. If only they fine. knew. If only yeah. they knew. <laughs> that just kind of sucked out some of the fun when my mom, you know, she's like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, we're listening to Love Gun together. I got it on the car on cassette tape. And all of a sudden, you know, you're like. Uh, you can turn it off now, Mom. She's like, why? What's what's this song? I'm like, oh, it's nothing. She's like, oh, that's a remake. I know that song. I was like, oh, no, Mom, no, no. We'll just change it. I like these guys now. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, and then she kissed me. That's one of my favorites. I'm like, oh, no. All right, Phil Spector helped write that one, Mom. Yeah. That, once your mom gets into something that you like, it's, totally, it's not cool anymore, but I still love them. Yeah. <laughs> I can dig that. You know, I had almost kind of an opposite thing. My mom was really big into music. I'm lucky to come from a family just that just loves music. I mean, they try anything out. You know what I mean? And my mom, she was really big into the Beatles. And when she accepted Kiss, it was kind of cool. It made them cool in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense because it's weird it can go the one like it did with you like if, if your parents start liking what you do sometimes it just like you said it just dries it up you know but on the other hand it was kind of neat that my mom could like dig where they were coming from and she and she also learned that she didn't have to fear them if you will because yeah, you gotta admit that was pretty damn scary back in 1975 to oh yeah the demons of rock, cross country, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> those, those lovely necks and cheeks. Yes. Okay. When you think about that audience, though, that audience is all like kind of housewife looking. You know, that Mike Douglas audience isn't exactly the hippest rock crowd. No. No. <laughs> yeah, but he's got Tony behind, beside right. him and she sees right through him. Can't hide that hook. I always love it when KISS fans talk about how dark and dangerous KISS were. And then it's like, you could easily put together a role of, here's how dark and dangerous KISS were. Gene with Tody Fields. You remember when there was a skit with Cher and Mike Douglas, something about at uh, like a McDonald's kind of thing, and Gene comes up? So it's like, they they were always publicity whores, you know what I mean? And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just kind of funny. Jason? What is the song you just don't get? Well, if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick While the City Sleeps. Ah. Toss it between tracks eight and nine on Animal Eyes. But mm. you know, uh, those last two in particular. But maybe I just like that one more than Murder in High Heels. But they just don't really seem to go anywhere. While the City Sleeps is miles uh, ahead of the uh, Murder in High Heels. <laughs> that one falls flat for me a bit. It's where he found it. Where he was doing that thing where he was looking through a movie names Titles, or whatever. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Picked out one. Tried to write a song around it. And Mark Konzorowski, your Kiss song that you just don't get. Right now I'd have to say You're All That I Want. It's the, it's the one song that feels like a, like a CD Japanese bonus track that's just been extraneously tapped on it to the end. It's the one song that doesn't have a memorable chorus... 
It doesn't really have a hook. It doesn't have much of anything on an album that's filled top to bottom with pop hooks. Uh-huh. And so it's not really a song that I hate, but it's a song that just... It, it feels like it's a song that belongs least on there on what's ironically my favorite Kiss album at the moment. So it sticks out like a sore thumb more than any other song. Well, it might have earned its spot on the album. Because isn't that the last track? It is the last track, and that's why it feels sort of like a bonus track. Yeah. Which I actually, can I just say one thing? Yeah. I think the box set version blows uh-huh. it out of the water. The uh, demo version? or yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, let's play a little bit of that right now. One, two, three,
it, it's interesting to hear the differences. So, uh, and not everybody's got the box set. You know, we, we take it for granted everything that we have at our disposal as Kiss fans. But there's a lot of people that just have the albums proper. So, if you've never heard that, check it out. You might want to pick up the box set. By the way, did you guys like the box set? Loved it. That that was you, Jason. What what did um, you love about I, it? I, I did, but I think they could have uh, it could have been better. I think there's so much more potential. The '80s to me was really glossed over, which mm-hmm. is kind of the way it's been going for a long time. I think they could have put a lot more, maybe some live tracks in there. We never got the live album with Eric Carr. It would have been kind of cool to have some live tracks on there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a fan of all eras, but I and I'm not just partial to that because I became a fan of the '80s. But I just think that was uh, a missed opportunity. But I was re- it was really good. It, it, they did put a lot of uh, music on there I'd, or versions I'd never heard before. Mm-hmm. But I think it could have been better. Now, Matt, I've never, like, I, I don't think you and I have ever discussed the box set. What What do you think of it? You know what I think at the time, the, there's so much on it that we already had that were just kind of remastered versions that you kind of find it was worth it, obviously, for the unreleased stuff. I mean, I really just wanted that, that version of It's My Life, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and there's Don't You Hesitate was a nice surprise. The demos, I mean, it was nice to get kind of a nice collection of those. I think we probably all had them on cassette from one point or another, Uh those original demos. You know, those are the, obviously, it's the unreleased stuff that we hadn't had before that was really the key. And I like the fact, I bought that in that big, you know, guitar case. It's Or not the full guitar case, but like the kind of small guitar case. And the fun thing with that was, you know, Paul and Gene did a, a signing at, when that came out, up in New York City. And my friend Bob Brodsky went to that store because you had to go to the store in order to get in line for that autograph signing uh-huh. you had to go there buy your box sets there so he went all the way to new york comes back and then we had you know we we could go back up the next week for the for the signing and the funny thing is so we get there now the only thing i wanted i have my comic book gene needs to sign the comic book it's the last autograph i need on that kiss comic uh-huh. And we get there. Now, we have the receipt for it, right? They say, oh, no, no. They start posting line, you know, signs. The only thing they're going to sign is the box set. I didn't even bring my box set. I don't want that. You know, it's cool, but I didn't need that signed, right? I'm going to tell you a funny story. So he calls his brother. My wife meets Bob's brother in Montgomeryville, gives him my box set. Colin, his, Bob's brother, comes all the way to New York with my box set, like literally right as the line starts to move. And we got in. I got my comic book signed. I never did get the box set signed, but hey, wasn't that nice of them all? So it's, uh, I always think of that when I think of the box set, which has obviously nothing to do with the music, but it's one of my favorite memories. Shout out to Bob Brodsky, his brother Colin, my wife Amy. He do, he do. He do, he do, exactly. And he'll know exactly what that means. But, the uh, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was funny at the time because the box set, you figure it was expensive. I don't really know who they were really catering to because what I did, I took and made a CD of just the unreleased songs. And I call it the plastic box set. And I made a cover that's them standing on top of those cubes. And it's just the unreleased, you know, Mad Dog and all the other stuff that was mm-hmm. only available in the box set. 
And I listened to that more because I wanted just those rarities. Or actually what I did was I put some of the songs together that, like, Mad Dog, you know, was the demo. I think that little bit at the end sounds like Shout It Out Loud. Uh-huh. You know, right? And it sounds neat when you put them back to back. I know, totally geeky. but the uh, So it's funny. I mean, I, I liked the box set at the time, you know, really just for those unreleased songs. Uh-huh. Any other thoughts on that, guys? I totally love the box set. I thought it was a great Christmas present from my wife. Um, I agree. The 80s were gleaned over and glossed over. I would love to see maybe a, a ladder box set, you know, something of maybe B-sides. Gene keeps talking about his own box set that I'll buy. Um, and, but the there are so many cool little things. I mean, I one of the things I did not have was God of Thunder, Paul's version, you know, on CD. So that was neat getting that one. That was a lot of fun. And, and, and the extras make it for me. I love hearing that stuff. I love the, you know, uh, the Love Gun Deluxe had all that extra stuff. Same thing. I love the extra stuff. The things that you don't own already, whether it be on vinyl, CD, digital download, or, or whatnot. Absolutely. I'm going to ask Joseph, pick a live yep. track. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh, made it hard for me now, didn't you? Uh-huh. Um... If I want to go live track, Deuce. Okay. Deuce, live one. Okay, first album.
Hey, this is Nick, co-host of the Pod of Thunder, the only KISS podcast that breaks down the entire KISS song catalog one track at a time. Every week we have a new song chosen at random and we do our best to analyze it. We talk about KISS-related topics and non-KISS-related topics, all the while trying not to kill each other. If you like the sound of that, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and especially on iTunes. Pod of Thunder! You know, Matt, we were talking about Bob Brodsky, and every time I hear the name Bob Brodsky, I think of The Cat Got Nine Live. <laughs> you going to say it? You going to say it? The Cat Got Nine Lives, he do. That's, I've, I've told that story somewhere. I, think. I know. Well, this is where I'm going with this. <laughs> See, it's weird because our little conversations we have here get picked up and put on iTunes and everywhere, and people listen to them whether it's streaming or downloading or whatever and these are guys who have been hearing our nonsensical ramblings for a very long time now <laughs> so we're going to turn it over because they knew about the he do he do and they know about all the silly things <laughs> that we say so i'm going to ask you guys to pick a fave podcast episode or kiss room episode or a podcast or kiss room moment you know just have some fun and you know give us a couple let's start with joseph Belly. my favorite podcast for me because i got into podcast and kiss room um two years ago february uh-huh. through other podcasts and i just went backwards and just started sucking everything up and playing them and listening uh, for me, it was the Kissmas adventure. It was uh, within the first year. Like I think it was like episode 12. Oh, my um, God, yeah. The, the I Want Yule. <laughs> and, and, and part two had Bob Kulik. He is the nicest guy in the world. Mm. And he's one of those guys that it's always fun to listen to him. For, that's for podcast. Um, for me, Kiss Room, July of 2013, I got to hear Chris Giordano say, Winner, winner, chicken dinner with my name attached to it. <laughs> I got to I got to hear you Ken say my name as well when you called in and uh that was very cool winning the uh signed Bruce Kulick poster. So that that one for me has kind of a personal one. It, it's always fun to hear, you know, my name read across, you know, whenever I I keep moving my daughter into new dorm rooms and every time I do it's always the day of the podcast. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> I've got it is and it's neat, you know, we're kind of bum the kids away, you know, and uh I pop the earphones and I just start listening and we, you know, as we're moving her and then on the way home, you know, it's still playing because college is only an hour away. So it's perfect timing. And then my wife will listen with me as well. So it's kind of neat. And taking you guys on the Kiss Cruises, that's always been fun too because we'll go about and I've got a plan, you know, in the little iPhone dock station. We're playing it loud and people are listening and, you know, everybody in the cabin, on the balcony. We're just sitting there enjoying ourselves. and like It's like I'm bringing you with me. Absolutely. Like, That's like awesome. I paid, I, like I paid for you guys to come on the boat. I'm already paying for my <laughs> wife. And she's a kiss widow, you know. She's right. tanning. I'm rocking to kiss, and she's at the front end of the boat tanning and reading a book. <laughs> that is a true story. And, uh, you know, she, she's like, how was your day? I'm like, my day was awesome. I got to shake Gene's hand. I fist pumped Paul. I saw them play. They played this. I haven't heard, you know, the, the oath live ever. She's like, oh, that's really cool. Let's get some food. <laughs> kind of neat to be thinking of the podcast and the kiss room being boomed all over the cruise that's, that's i got my cool. shirts on i represent and you also listen to us at work right 
Yes, I do. I uh, I have it on my computer. I didn't say that out loud. Um, <laughs> hey, IT guys. So yes, I plug it in my ear, and uh, I can go through and I can listen to my episodes in one ear while helping folks out with the other ear. I've actually had. Um, I was in a meeting and I was listening to the podcast uh, last summer. I mean, my left or my right ear was the my headphone, and hidden in my pocket was uh, the kind of dialed into the the kiss room while I was listening to a presentation. (laughs) (laughs) The funny part about it was I was the only one who didn't fall asleep. (laughs) And one of my buddies was like, man, your leg was bouncing. He's like, you were leaning into the conversation. You were taking notes. (laughs) And I'm writing things down of what I like about the show. Oh, man, you guys played this. I really love that song. You know, oh, that was a demo. I haven't heard that, you know. Stuff like that, and I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll send an email out to Matt later on about how I like the show and whatnot. And uh, yeah, everyone's like, man, you were awake. That was really cool. I'm like, hi guys, it's almost five o'clock. This thing will be over at five. I'll talk to you after that. <laughs> so listening to both the podcast and the Kiss Room can help you at work. So this yeah. is a good so, thing. Just awesome. uh, as long as your boss doesn't ask you for the PLL statement. Yeah, here's your PLL <laughs> yeah. statement. Jason Garrow, would you let us know your favorite podcast, Kiss Room moments or episodes? Well, I'd like to say, first of all, I used to have Sirius Satellite Radio, Mm -hmm. and you guys have replaced Howard Stern for my morning Mm -hmm. commute. Wow. That's a striking commendation. So I want to put that out there first. I mean, I love all the episodes. I think they're all great. It's hard to pick one. It's like picking a favorite Kiss song (laughs) or album. But um, I would say, like, for probably podcasts, I maybe a couple I can think of if I can mention that first one would be the the live call-in Sonic Boom I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool anything can happen during a live show so I thought you guys did a great job and I'd say probably the the, uh, the 1978 album that never was I thought that was really neat concept and any episode I rate up I would rate on a 10 scale of 9.5 but if I hear Gymnasium it goes right to a 10 for me so Gymnasium <laughs> Some, oh my gosh! You know there something you like uh, Gene Simmons of the rock group Kiss. <laughs> Some and, people uh, like to hear not Gene. <laughs> Green Gene. Yes, I would like to say that all of you are very powerful and attractive men. <laughs> so you made Thank my way. Yes. <laughs> and Mark Konzorowski, do you have a favorite episode or moments or something like that you like to share? Andrew with his SAD PYT. Andrew is a volatile little soul, isn't he? He he is indeed. Uh, You can with your Frank. What do you mean, baby? What do you mean? I'm gonna walk like I walk, talk like I talk, my way. (laughs) My wife just said, oh my lord. That's degraded. (laughs) That's I hear you calling. Stop calling. Yeah. Baby, get off the phone. I'm busy. I have my headphones on, so unfortunately no one can hear this except me. So they're missing out. My family is missing out right now. Well, if they sit around and they're wondering why you're giggling, you know. Yeah, there you go. Well, I do uh, that all the time when I'm listening to your show with my headphones on, so. Now, Normally I'm walking the dog, so no one really can, you know. Right. Listen to me loud. Yeah, the tabloid episode that you did. Uh, the, I don't remember the exact title, but you know the the tabloid sort of episode that you did. Yeah, we're kissing the tabloids kind of thing. It was like just how to, how to be a Kiss fan and 
in this uh, dangerous day and age of the fan. Gene Simmons right. annihilates airport bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been lucky to have a lot of cool guests on the show. We'd like to thank all of them for the, the eight years and gosh it's it's just amazing it, it is it is kind of weird sometimes we forget that the things that we've said have went out there right Matt? it's funny when people will actually i love it when people comment and they'll that they you know they hear something and you go i remember that that kind of relates to something i did and they send you a story about what you know that's to me it's one of the basis of the whole thing uh-huh. is connecting with people who have had these similar experiences and a lot of time we've been standing next to each other at you know an event or an expo or a uh-huh. concert or whatever and you go oh yeah you're that guy you know it's like it, i think it's just really cool jason garrow pay, please pick a live track parasite Oh. Parasite, good. Always good. good. All right, I'm going to sprinkle those throughout the episode.
So, Sean Collin, do you have a favorite podcast or Kiss Room memory episode or moment? My two favorites. It's hard to get past Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's a personal favorite, you know, because the first, the first podcast I listened to was the very first one, albeit, um, what would it have been, seven years after the fact? Yeah, well, um, we're celebrating our eighth year anniversary, so it's been a while. Yeah, it was about a year ago I listened to the first one. I was uh, taking the uh, scenic route over to uh, Buffalo because only they don't have a good Chinese restaurant here in Sheridan, mm. Wyoming. And I just put that on, and they had uh, and they finished up with that with that radio interview from uh, early 1977. And and I'm like, if this is what these guys are gonna are gonna give. I'm like, great. Uh-huh. So those those are standouts. Uh, generally speaking, I really love the uh, the long form album discussion, especially the, you know when they got the two parters. Uh-huh. Save for the uh, save for the one thing, hot in the shade, the poolside sound effects. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy from England who wrote us. He said every time I hear that, I feel like I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, precisely because I you know because I only listen to podcasts now at work. Uh-huh. That was a distraction, but otherwise, yeah. Uh, extra potty great. breaks but see what we wanted to do is put like the thoughts of girls in bikinis by the poolside right matt right exactly yeah uh, the uh, the uh, extreme close-up video there you go what you were referring to yeah <laughs> never got to see that so kind of missed that joke at first i got uh-huh. it eventually <laughs> kiss room there was a point there I was really binging the kiss room the point I was listening like three four at a time that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> I mean, it went quickly, unfortunately. <laughs> I remember the uh, the Bruce Kulick interview that you yeah. did early on, or you, yep. um, particularly the point he's talking about his dog, his right. recently departed dog, specifically because um, I, you know, he 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 didn't intend to get a dog. The dog just showed up. Uh-huh. That's exactly how I got my cat. Uh-huh. So, you know, so it's hard not to get a little verklempt yeah. uh, with that. But that was a great interview. Oh, excellent. The mini concert, it wasn't for the, um, not the April interview, not the April Kiss Room, but the March one. Yeah. I think it was. With that the was with the, with the unplugged uh, yes. Kiss yes. Tribute Act. And they are named what, Matt? We're talking about Rock and Roll Over, right? Yeah, yeah. Precisely, and yes. They, they will be coming back. I have them coming back to do another show this summer. And obviously they made, it was a really neat connection, was Bobby, who was just a guest on the show as well, He's going to be doing the ace part in their group now. So they've just yeah. started practice, practicing with him, and I will be getting them back. They, we got a lot of great feedback about Rock and Roll Over. Come on, man. 
Sean Colin, is there a KISS topic that we have not talked about or that you just want to talk about? Technically, you've talked about this. I know you've talked about it, but it was back in the embryonic days. It was, <laughs> Gary, Gary and Ferk just talked about them very early on. It was the solo albums. Mm-hmm. So I was giving them more thought, you know, in terms of at least, a, you know, I mean, if KST can do redos, why not? Yeah. And... The only hitch I came up with was, uh, you know, because you did do a long-form discussion. I remember that show about the uh, hypothetically lost 1978 album. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot, and a lot of uh, discussion on solos went, went there. So I had to go to the drawing, you know, go back to the drawing board, and I really haven't, uh, because you've been around for a while, and you've come up, you that's you know, one of the benefits of, of being things. the oldest KISS podcast, I guess, or drawbacks. Right. Well, I can tell you this, that Matt, Craig, Gary, and myself have been discussing not only the four solo albums, but should we let the cat out of the bag, Matt? Go. The four solo books. books. So that's going to be... Oh. A, a one-two discussion, like a two-part episode, but one's on the solo albums, one's on the books, and then we might even sneak a third one in there, the more modern solo albums, like take a look at uh, Anomaly, 
live to win, asshole, and uh, one for all. Kind of like a little look at those, as if they were grouped and put out in 1978. Uh, okay, yeah. You know. yeah. So, so we're we're thinking about that. So it's very anomaly. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Because yeah, because you only did uh, Space Invader. Yeah, it was confusing with uh, with KST. They did the double shot. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, that no, that'd be great. Sean, now do you have a favorite live Kiss track? The one live Kiss song that like pops into your head when you think of Kiss. What is that one live track? I'll go with Young and Wasted. Ah, that's an yeah, interesting choice. That's a good one. Choice between uh, the regular version or their car singing. Well, let's spin that now. Nice. A lot of people. Well, I should actually say there's a lot of girls who feel like they want to take Eric home and mother him. Well, I'll tell you something. He may look like a little boy, but he's built like a man. He's going to sing a little number for you now. This one's called Young and Wasted.
Now, Joe, you kind of told us how you found us a little bit. Mark, how did you find us? I originally found out about the KISS podcasting world via YouTube. Mm. And I was a faithful fan of a certain podcast, which I won't go into. Oh, no, you can name any name you want. It's fine. The, uh, the one that used to have Mitch on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, from there, I got onto Facebook. I found their page. I was a faithful listener for about a year. Somehow or other, from there, I found KST. Then ah. I found the podcast. And finally, I found the Kiss Room. Excellent. So ever, ever since then, I've just been absolutely hooked on Kiss Podcast. Mm-hmm. Cast. In fact, now I can't say the word podcast anymore. Yeah, it, <laughs> it messes me up when I'm doing the Monkeys episode because I'll often say, you're listening to your monthly Monkeys podcast. And the other folks will have to say, you just said that word again. So <laughs> they, it's, they, it's habit forming. Yeah. Jason, how did you find the podcast Kiss Room? Uh, Kiss FAQ. Ah. Is a great, nice. great site. I go yeah. there uh, every day. <laughs> great site. Great site. A lot of information. And yeah, they, of course, I see your posts there all the time. So uh-huh. that's how I discovered it. Excellent. And uh, Joseph, is there anything you'd like, anybody you'd like to shout out as to how you found us? I started the same way. I, uh, I was listening to Mitch and the boys. And all of a sudden, I decided to find some other, I'm like, oh, you know, what else is out there? And then sure enough, one begets another. And actually, through the Kiss Room and Podkiss is how I found Decibel Geek. Yes. Because of their Kissmas in July and Mm -hmm. fell in love with those guys. And slowly but surely now, anything that's come up, KST, you name it, Pot of Thunder, all those now have come up to where, you know, every day I look at my phone to see what new episode is out Mm-hmm. For you know all my all my kiss podcast loves and you know and I listen to you know uh, trick chat I listen to the monkey podcast I uh, I even follow the Star Trek podcast as well Ooh, you know did... listen to people you know breaking yeah. down the episodes and stuff and it's just it's fun it, and it's funny because talking to you guys I've talked to you guys a thousand times already mm-hmm. you just haven't heard <laughs> yeah. me or listened to me yeah you it's just like, you just weren't mic'd exactly right uh, well that's it you know i'm sitting there and you're like oh such and such and I'm like, oh my god animalize the video i was there in the audience and you guys are talking you know i'm like you can see me i had hair then you know i'm <laughs> you know I, I i was at kobo you know I, I, all any detroit show ohio show i've been to wow you know, and and it's funny because all those shows i'm there i i'm the idiot standing in line the night before Wearing, you know, my Kiss shirt uh-huh. and, you know, awesome. waiting in line. You know, the, the 96 reunion show, I was at the mall the night before. 9 o'clock I got there, p.m. Tickets didn't go on sale till 9 a.m. I knew it was going to sell out. And thankfully I was there for the first few minutes when the tickets were, you know, were there. And we got our uh, we got our seats, you know, out there in center field from, you know, looking right at the stage. I was so excited. And, I, and my wife actually got it for the first time ever. Just the sheer volume of that thirty thousand some odd people there—it was—it was electrical. And she's, she's like, oh, I kind of understand it now. You know, I, she likes different music than me. That's why I've seen Barbara Streisand share things of that nature. <laughs> uh-huh. So we kind of, like, you know, I'll see a horror movie with her. I'll have to see a girl movie with, you know, to pay her back. She'll see Kiss with me or Slayer or something like that, and I'll have to pay her back with Gloria Estefan. It's you know, uh-huh. it's called twenty-four years of marriage. That, um, so that's good. It's a, that's it's good. Yin and yang. So yeah, you know, she got that. It's nice like that. And you want to make sure the yang's happy. 
and the yin yes. is happy there as well. So. And the wang, the wing and the wang. Yes. Yes. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> so we've done a lot of shows over the eight years and of of this uh, podcast that, that we've been doing with the uh, podcast and the Kiss Room. And we've talked about probably just about every aspect of history. Is there something that you feel that we've never really touched on before or something that you just want to talk about, Mark Konzorowski? Oh, boy, this is the one question I really was not prepared for because I really feel like you talk about everything that's relevant. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the purpose of, well, part of what I presume to be the purpose of the podcast is that you're also sort of a weekly newscast. I mean, you deal with developing events. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like if there's something that you haven't talked about before, it's probably something that's coming up on the horizon because there's never really a dull moment with Kiss. Mm-hmm. I get so that. I, I, I can't really point to, to one specific thing that you haven't talked about because I really feel like you've covered just about everything except for what's to come. Yeah. Carnival of Souls is one we have not done. We, we know that for sure. We, we need to sit down and like make a list, right, Matt? Carnival of Souls, yeah, that would be that'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Joseph Ciambelli, is there a kiss topic we've not talked about or one you just want to talk down about today? Carnival of Souls. I like that album quite a bit. That's my one of my favorite Bruce solo albums, I can call it. I love Carnival. I also put down the the comic books. Ah. Um, you know, we, we you know, you talk about the kiss, you know, two K or four K, you know, the artist, but in general the, the comics, you know, they started in the 70s and they've gone up until recently, uh-huh. you know, and just the, the different styles and art and the collectability and I find that I love graphic art in general. I find, you know, whether it be, you know, four color on a comic book page or somebody painted it themselves or did it on their computer. So I always find that stuff very interesting, but definitely Carnival of Souls. It's one of those albums you either love it or you don't. And in my uh-huh. case, I quite enjoy it. I, I I take it for what it's worth. You know, I don't I don't call it the grunge album. I just call it a really heavy album, and it's it's really good to me. Excellent, Jason Garrow, sir. Is there an episode or a topic or something that we've not talked about, or something that you just want to talk about? The floor is yours. Well, I was thinking missed opportunities by the band, or call it kissed opportunities oh my god that's a that's going to happen i'm telling you right now (laughs) that is awesome high five right there buddy right back at you okay (laughs) one one thing that comes to five episodes sorry yeah that'll be the next five episodes (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry to interrupt you no worries all good um well one thing i came to mind i i remember when i as I mentioned, I became a, ba- a fan of the band in 85. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got all the magazines, the Hip Raiders, Cream, or what? I think Hip Raider, they were probably in more of at that, at that time. And I remember they said, I'm, I remember reading this where Paul Stanley believes the time is finally right to re- release a live three. And he said, yeah, we've recorded some some shows. They've come out they're, they've come out really well. We'll see what happens. And it then it died. I never heard anything about it. And just as an example, I... I always uh, wish it would have been great to hear, uh, as I mentioned earlier, a live album with Eric Carr. And around that time, that's when Scorpions and Iron Maiden had really big double live albums. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just surprised they didn't go that route, especially between 85 and 87. When they were 
pretty much putting product out here on a yearly basis. They had a, a lapse in 86, uh-huh. roughly. Um, well, I think that's when they had Exposed come out, but still had a bit of a lapse. And it would have been a good opportunity to have it at that point, and they never did it. And the other thing, um, Alive 3, when that came out, I remember reading that they were possibly going to be doing a double live album, depending on how, I think, sales started to go. Uh-huh. And that never happened. There were so many. I mean, the, the um, Kiss, the uh, DVD set, uh, Kissology, I mean that the Alive Three concert was I mean, the set list was so much better than um, what turned out on the Alive Three in my opinion, but especially putting Parasite on there would have been would have sold it for me. Uh-huh. You know, I just yeah. bought it for that. Well, they could put Parasite on every album and I'd be happy. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's really the one that kind of hooked me, hooked me so much. Is is there is there a live Kiss song, the live Kiss song for you? And we're gonna go with uh, Mark Konzerowski. It What is one live Kiss song that just gets you pumped that you know you're at a Kiss concert? When you think of a Kiss concert, what do you see? Black Diamond. Black Diamond. That's a great choice. If you want to move on further from that, I could definitely also say Creatures. Mm. That was my pick. Well, Joe, since it's your pick, talk about <laughs> Creatures. Creatures Night Alive 3, that one has such cojones. That is one of my favorites. I mean, that was so cool when they kicked out with that. I, I You know, I would have loved to have heard Eric playing the drums on that, Eric Carr. But yes, Creatures of the Night for me. Anytime I hear Live 3, that one just pumps me up. That's one of my favorites. You know, uh, I remember when they were doing the club tours for Revenge and Paul was going on about that this new album has the biggest balls or the biggest <laughs> dick of any album <laughs> that we have. Just in case you didn't know, we're not going on tour until August. But we feel so fucking fired up about this new album that we had to come out and spend tonight with a thousand of our closest motherfucking rock and roll fans right here in Brooklyn. This album's called Revenge! And I'll tell you something, this album's got the biggest dick any album of ours has had in a long time. So I'm going to ask the panel, and Jason, we're going to get back to your the question about the favorite live track. But which which uh, which Kiss album has the biggest dick or balls? Uh, Matt, real quick, just one one title, boom. What is it? Wow, I'm going to say Kiss Alive. Kiss Alive. I'm going to say Love Gun because if you got the biggest dick and balls, it's got to be Love Gun. Jason, biggest... uh, that's what I was going to go with. Love Gun. Okay, Mark. Well, now, now you have me this horrible picture of a Wookiee dick in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so you got it? Any... That goes right into Monster, so I guess I'll have to say Monster. Monster, yeah, Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> Smells like Bigfoot's dick! Oh. Anchor man. I'm wearing an Anchorman shirt today, so now when I look at the shirt, I'm going to oh, think of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, wrap it up with the... Uh, Rock and which... Roll Over has the biggest balls for me. Okay. There you that go. That is my favorite album of mine. Oh, so good. I always got a kick out of Paul. He kept mentioning this. It's got the biggest dick of any album we've ever put out. <laughs> 
You may as well ask which album has the longest tongue. Yeah, which album has the longest tongue. Well, you know, it's it's weird because you, we were talking about Animal Eyes earlier, and Paul's telling that story. He's like, I'm looking for the man with the tongue, you know. And the <laughs> thing is, is that everyone in the band has always had a tongue. It's not like there's <laughs> one guy that can speak for the entire band. You know, and it's got to be frustrating because you remember you'd see pictures of Eric Carr and Peter Chris like sticking their tongues out, but it never mm -hmm. was quite the same. They just look like, Bleh. Yeah. and Gene's like, let me sh let hey, clear the floor. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, Jason, what is the one Kiss live track that just epitomizes a Kiss concert for you? I guess they called Jen with the uh -huh. whole intro and everything and the crowd just hollering out the name of the song that always got me all right matt what is the one kiss live track that just epitomizes a kiss concert for you you know i'll probably take a lot of heat for this but i think really when you go and you hear rock and roll all night uh -huh. and the confetti starts to fall and now they have more confetti than ever but back when it was like you know i always think of those kids on the inner sleeve of alive too and you see uh -huh. them with their hands stretched up and the confetti's coming down and they clearly are having the time of their life and as a kid, you wanted to be that kid, like stretching uh -huh. his arm up. It looks like they're probably, maybe that's even where Paul was throwing the guitar into the crowd or something. You know, think every show, for the most part, they've always done it. So it's been through every era, uh -huh. you know, makeup, non-makeup, this, that. I love that. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's, that's such an obvious answer. But, man, I'll tell you, when those drums start, you know, I think it's still fantastic. I always will love it. Well, that, you know, I don't think anyone's ever talked about this before, but that was one of the things that kind of pissed me off about Alive 2. And I'm, I love Alive 2, don't get me wrong. But the fact that Rock and Roll Night was not on there really bothered me because right. I had seen Kiss live. Mm -hmm. I know that they did Rock and Roll All Night. I right. know they did. And all of a sudden, it's not there. And then you're putting these other songs that don't belong on an Alive album. That kind of pissed me off, you know. I think the fact that we had really what I think is the definitive version on Kiss Alive, mm -hmm. I just, I would always kind of, you know, especially we're listening on, on an album. I mean, it's not like you had tracks where you could mix them together or things like that, but I would kind of listen to Alive and Alive 2 together in some way. And so it always kind of felt like you were getting the whole thing. And that version on Kiss Alive is just so fantastic. You know, it had the guitar solo, which wasn't on the studio album. So it was even more like you were really getting them live. And, uh, you know, it's all all pieces of the puzzle. So, guys, I guess in closing, Matt and I would just like to say thank you for listening, right, Matt? Absolutely. Thank you for being part of everything, because what people don't realize is, like, on both the Kiss Room Facebook page and on the Podcast Facebook page, there is a whole community of people that are talking. And for the most part, everybody gets along, and that that's a very important thing. And not only do we enjoy the intelligent and fun conversation but to us it's the other side of the show you guys being out there it's the other side of the show wouldn't you say absolutely so i just wanted to thank you guys for being part of this today and not just today but every day that you're on facebook or you're listening to the show or you tell somebody about it we want to thank you we do not take you for granted right matt we're appreciative of everybody that listen. I mean, that's I think it's fantastic. You know, it's fun to connect with everybody, and obviously the fact that people are even digging it, I'm thrilled. Same here, same here. So, is there anything you guys want to say in closing, real quick, Mark? 
I just want to thank you and Matt for coming up with the concept and inviting us. Excellent. I'm glad you're it's here. Real, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here. Powerful and attractive men you are. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Joseph Belly. This is just the best day ever. I got my Kiss Rim shirt on right now. I'm Woo! very happy. Woo! I, uh, I appreciate you guys thinking of me, and you know I'm going to be listening and playing over and over. I always catch stuff afterwards you know it's like all of a sudden oh that's right and i'll just i'll keep talking to you you won't you won't hear me but i'll keep talking to my uh, my <laughs> iphone and my computer at work and uh i'll keep responding to you guys as things go on and uh see you on the flip side okay excellent is there is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about jason maybe just uh, doing a whole box set episode i'd be happy to send you some if i have think of things i can send you an email and or through facebook I think of some ideas, but you guys do a great job. I don't know how you how you keep doing it, but um, really appreciate it. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, we we don't take you guys for granted. We don't just consider you guys listeners. We we consider you guys friends, right, Matt? Absolutely. I think you know it's funny when you hear somebody say, "Oh, I'm talking to my fans," and you know, no, 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 just be, you know, it's a lot of people that I just know on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's all it is. Well, Jason, we will let you go. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you for having me on here. It's it's an honor to be here. You guys, uh, I love the shows, huge fan, and uh, appreciate all the effort and time you put into this. I know it's a, it's a labor of love, so thank you for that. Well, thank you for all you do. Is there a Paul Stanley thing that he's ever said in concert that you just think is funny? <laughs> where should I start? <laughs> yeah, where would you ever end? Yeah. I, I got to say, not necessarily what he said, but it's... When he put the middle finger in his mouth, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I'm getting a visual right now. When he goes, so any of his 80s lines were, uh, <laughs> just look back on it and laugh. Okay, cool. Well, it worked somehow. It worked somehow back then. Well, listen, we're going to let you go. Give my best to your wife. We'll be in touch. And uh, Matt and I look forward to working with I appreciate that. Thank you so much again. All right. Great day. Thanks. Okay. God bless. We'll see you, Jason. Bye-bye. Sean? Well, yeah, I mean, thanks. Thanks to you and and Matt for all you do uh, in, you know, in your respective shows. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, and just shout out to, again, uh, Dave and Tom from the East Picture House for helping me take that step from casual into this uh, more hardcore level of Kiss fandom. Shout out to them. And the name of that podcast is? The 80s Picture House. So check them out. Shout out to them. We, uh, yeah, this show's guys. great. Yeah, they, they mentioned us, and uh, that's pretty cool, right, Matt? I love it. That's actually one that it's one of the few non-KISS podcasts that I listen to pretty much all the time. Excellent. Well, we want to thank you for being part of this today, and we want to thank you out there for listening. Earlier, Jason Garrow mentioned KISS's missed opportunities or KISSed opportunities. If you have any kissed opportunities and you're seeing this post on Facebook about this episode, please write in and let us know in, in those threads what are some of the kissed opportunities, just things that you felt Kiss could have done or done things maybe slightly differently. Just uh, It'll be our chance to do a little kiss quarterback, you know, a, a, a little kiss armchair quarterbacking, if you will. We can take a look at what could have been i'm kind of excited kiss about world, that a traveling amusement park kiss world a travel but you know finally finally in the scooby-doo 
thing, there is Kiss World. Oh, somebody has to come up with a Joseph Kiss Senior voice to host this episode. There you go. <laughs> well, what would he sound like? This is Joseph Kiss Senior. You know, someone I with do wooden some... dentures. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going for. Something <laughs> with like dentures. You know, this is Joseph Kiss Senior. <laughs> that's great. We're not made of stone. Like they do it like it's a wonderful life, but it's a wonderful kiss. Oh, you, you know, you know, you know, I could do uh, George Bart Potter, uh, which could be George Porter. Uh, anyway, there you go. <laughs> that's that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Let us know what you think of the podcast in the Kiss Room. Let's have fun this summer, guys. Right? How about it? Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. And remember, S A D P Y T. Well, you know what? I'm going to split. I'm going to go back outside and pull weeds, which sounds about as much fun as you can imagine. So, well, uh, you know, some of my, one of my favorite, uh, I think it was in Hustler, there was a cartoon strip that had this father standing outside of his son's bedroom door, and it, the, the, you could see the door crack, was cracked a little bit, and the kid had a copy of Hustler, you know? And the father says something like, you know, when you're done in there, the weeds outside could use some pulling, too. <laughs> and that's always stuck in my head. Oh, Lord. You know. Anyway. <laughs> Thank guys. you, Matt. Let's talk to everybody. Great Take to care, talk. Matt. Love you, man. Be good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for picking us, man. That was awesome. No yeah, problem. Thanks so much, Ken. I really appreciate it. Well, we're glad to have you here. Yeah, what a day. I can tell my grandkids about this. I can play them my, this episode. <laughs> Okay, cool. We will see you, Mark. We will see right, you, Joe. Thank you, Ken. Bye, All right. Bye. God bless, guys. Bye. You know, we've said it before, and we're going to say it again. You people are number one!
And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, Thank you for listening to Podcast, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Recording now. I love you. I love you. I love you too, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) This is utter bullshit. Open up all the windows. It's 72 degrees in the Metro Detroit area. I'm very excited. You got pants on? No. Well, <laughs> pants not needed. You know what they say? <laughs> when you, with your suit, take off your pants and jacket. So that is true. It- I see Matt Porter and Joseph. Yeah, Matt's joining us. What's what do you going think of- on? <laughs> Matt, good to hear you. What's happening, guys? Woo! Right. I thought uh, it would be cool to surprise you with this. You cool. can't, I can't hide on, on Skype, though. No. <laughs> All right, well, we got to have a moratorium on Woo, because I don't feel like taking a drink. Woo! <laughs> right, here, here we go. God, I watched that Folgers commercial like five more times yesterday, and I winced every time. Thanks, Ken.